How's about we write some more stories? How's about we tell some more tales? Gather round the fire, maybe read for just a while, and we'll listen to the stories unveiled. Oh, we'll see if we succeeded writing stories no one needed from suggestions that you shared. Hello, and welcome to The Road. My name is Colby McHugh, and this is the S'more Stories podcast, where we are on the never-ending journey to figure out what makes a story great. And I know I said I'm on the road, and it might seem like to you, the listener, that it's it would be sad to be talking into a microphone on the road alone, but don't worry, I'm not alone. I've got a friend, and you've got a friend here too, that you might know, maybe either in person or from listening to previous episodes of this more stories podcast and that is of course seth mckay hello seth hello welcome to the road this is my road voice this is gonna sound oh, great no, i made a choice you made an immediate choice i immediately regretted it well too bad i'm not i'm not editing this yeah great right just, just say hello hello seth is driving so he does have to hello, focus listeners. i am driving currently but we're being safe this is yep. we're, we're listen S'more Stories podcast is nothing if not safe. It's our number one priority. Yes. Uh, but our number two priority is to make good content for you, the listener. So, shall we explain why we are on the road currently, Seth? I, I would say so. Why don't you tell us why we're on the road? Okay. Or were you pitching that to me? Uh, well, I'll take it off your hands yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. You have you have the steering, the steering wheel in your hands, uh, so I will take this one. So, as the host... It's my responsibility anyway. So we are uh, doing a little road trip. We are on our way from Atlanta, where we live, to Charlotte, North Carolina for a very, very exciting event that we look forward to almost every year. And I say almost because uh, because of the pandemic. And we have not been able to go that much uh, for the last four years. Uh, I was able to go last year. I should probably say what it is. Uh, we are, <laughs> we are uh, on our way up to Charlotte, North Carolina for the Heroes Con convention. That feels weird saying Heroes. it that way. It's called it, Heroes Con. Yeah. We kind of just call it Heroes. Shorthand. We kind of just call it Heroes. It's but a yeah, convention. Heroes convention. Exclusively for comic books, which is my bread and butter. I love comics. Seth loves comics. It is a uh, coming to heroes has been a tradition uh, for us, a yearly tradition for six years now. How many times have we gone? I think this will be the sixth. So if you, if you cut out the the three years that I personally was unable to attend, two of them, you were unable to attend. It's been, what does that add up to? Nine, nine years since we first went. True. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's something that is, Obviously, if you are a, a, a nerd like us, you've, you maybe have been to a convention at some point. Maybe you've been in Atlanta to Dragon Con or, you know, the big one out in San Diego. There's big one up in New York City. There's, there's conventions everywhere. But what I think I love about Heroes specifically is that it's just comics. There's yes. no, like, actors from The Walking Dead. There's no, like, movie stuff. There's no video game stuff. It's just comics. And that is so exciting for me, especially because following... Uh, the previous episode that you guys, listeners, will now have heard, uh, featuring, of course, Chris Pierce from the Great Comic Tropes YouTube channel, uh, in which 
in that episode, we talked nothing but comics for like an hour and a half. And it was amazing. And I had such a blast. And so this episode uh, is kind of a continuation of that. This is my – these are my uh, one for me episodes, you know. Eventually I'll do one for you guys, the <laughs> listeners. But someday. Someday. At this Not point, yet. everyone is for me. <laughs> and this one especially is for me because I love comics and I love talking about comics. And I think me and Seth both agreed – the idea of recording uh, a road trip episode of S'more Stories just sounded like a blast. So we've got some some plans. We've got some ideas uh, in mind for what we want to do while we're up there. Of course, we've we've been to the convention many times, so we've got a game plan for our time on the floor. But we also want to use our time wisely and, and make some content. Yeah. Do some writing. Do some storytelling. Do some fun stuff that we enjoy. Uh, and... and Enough that we can make an episode out of it. Some experimental content. Exactly. So, as you know, the listener, for each episode, we write a story based on a topic and then read that story together and then talk about that story in our process, our choices, all that stuff. You know this. For this episode, we want to change it up slightly. And so we're kind of just going to talk through it because we don't necessarily know exactly how we're going to change it up. But we're going to kind of do uh, – we always say flash fiction for, for the S'more Stories podcast. What this is going to be is kind of like a flash, flash fiction. Flash, flash fiction. <laughs> Double flash squared. fiction. Flash squared. Flash squared fiction. I like that. Where uh, I don't. I, I felt like it was kind of dumb. Too bad. You already said it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I, I keep saying things I regret. <laughs> it's a good thing you have a mic in front of you that's recording. <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> the idea. We have, we have some vague, vague ideas. Right. Vague, vague yes. structure, mm-hmm. I guess, that, that we kind of pre-discussed. Um, but, the, but the hope was to kind of get on here and sort of spitball it. Yeah, we'll figure bit, it out right? on the road. Yeah, yeah. that was the goal. Uh, and, and so like with previous formats, like we want to still write something and we still want to talk about uh, what we wrote. But we like the idea of talking through our idea beforehand and figuring out what topic we want to do and then – Tonight, when we arrive in Charlotte, we're, again, we're on the road, if you can't hear. When we arrive, we want to maybe give ourselves like an hour yep. to write whatever the topic is and then immediately come back and record. So that's what we mean by, by flash, flash fiction is it's very small <laughs> amount of words in a very small amount of time and you just kind of have to commit to it. And that, was, that sounded fun to us. And of course, for later in the episode or, or even earlier in the episode, depending on when I edit this or how <laughs> I edit this – uh, we will also want to talk about the convention itself and why it's important to us, what we did each day, and kind of to give you guys the experience of going, even though obviously you're not going, unless you are, in which case we'll say hey to you while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I do actually believe uh, former S'more Stories alumni as well, Ro Lamb, is tabling at oh, Heroes. Oh, sweet. So hopefully we'll get to say hey to, to Ro as well, yeah. uh, maybe buy a book from him as well. So yeah, the, the S'more Stories community is it's a small world, you know? It's growing. But. Last year, uh, when Seth was unable to go, uh, I, w- I w- had the, the fortunate uh, benefit of going with another S'more Stories guest, Hudson Phillips. Yeah. And we were able to share a table at, at, uh, at the convention, and I was able to, like, sell a book or two. Um, and that's very fun. And so now we are back as guests in our sweet spot of just able to browse, talk yep. to fun people that we like, buy a bunch of books. So you actually, just jumping back to that real quick, I don't know if you had mentioned this on the podcast before but did you mention that you were you were selling zines from s'more stories past i don't think i did so 
we which is super dope yes hudson uh, is on top of being a, a great writer is a fantastic designer and graphic designer and illustrator and he really wanted to design zines for the first couple of episodes of s'more stories which of course are featuring my brother evan McHugh, and then the second episode was with, with hudson and so he designed uh basically flip zines uh for each episode where each zine contains both stories from that episode for, w- based on that same one topic and great covers great covers great that cover he designed writer. and then you could flip it and then you would read the other story. Yep. And it's awesome. And it's something that I, I definitely want to keep doing and maybe create some more zines of down the road because we've got a lot more episodes, a lot more content now. Um, so that's definitely something that I think would be really cool. But last year we we did have some physical zines uh, that we were able to, to sell. I made some cool trades. That was very, very exciting yeah. because yep. it made me feel like, oh, I'm one of these people. <laughs> and now, of course, since then. I belong. I've written a book. Yep. I've published a book in the meantime, at least. Which um, we're going to be – we are going to be slinging at the show. It's true. I'm going to be slinging them left and right, <laughs> throwing them – throwing Kill Collins at people's faces. <laughs> and, you know, hey, maybe they'll enjoy that. Yeah. Maybe they'll throw some money back at me. <laughs> that could be cool. That could be cool. <laughs> or a free book or something. Or a free book. I'm down to trade yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but, yes, that is <laughs> – Heroes is such a, a – for us, like a very pure place. Like it's just great to, to be – among our people, right? Like yeah. there's not that many people that either in either of our work scenarios that kind of like the same things that we like. Yep. And so it's fun yep. to kind of be around comics people and people that we can talk ideas with and talk stories with and characters and series and all these things that we are really passionate about. Like in my conversation with Chris uh, in our last episode, it's just fun to talk about comics with somebody who is passionate about it like us. And so that's why the idea of not only recording while we're up here, but creating something while we're up here as well and then talking about it is kind of the best of both worlds where we'll be able to talk about our experience at the convention each day and then we'll also be able to have a story that we wrote. Maybe it sucks. I don't know. Yeah. My story might hey, suck. That's okay. okay. One hour, is, I am scared. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> think I've ever done anything like this, which is the point. Like doing yeah. things that we've never done before – getting out of our comfort zone and then forcing ourselves to talk about it and record it. So for posterity (laughs) is it is terrifying. Yes. But maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a cool idea out of it. Maybe, maybe we'll have a fun conversation. Maybe we'll have some, some uh, tequila and just, yeah, let, let it go and have a good time. Maybe have some tequila. Definitely have some tequila. Uh, Yes. We, we, we are planning to enjoy ourselves. Uh, This is vacation for us. Yeah. So I guess before we dive into figuring out the topics and stuff, yeah. right, talking about what – I mean I know I have a sense of sort of where this fear of failure comes from. God. Uh, in the – yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, That's where it comes from. Okay. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. I'm, I'm curious where, where I guess get a read on where you're at with this kind of improv or impromptu kind of experimental uh, process. And, you know, I don't know if you're just agreeing with me uh, about being scared or if you do actually have some, some worries about kind of the process. And I'm I'm curious what those are. Um, Yes. I mean, I think the fear, I, I not so much like fear of writing something stupid, because yeah. I've already written a whole book about a death metal Phil Collins cover band. And like, 
that was pretty stupid. Like I, you know, I, I can, I can safely say like an idea that sounds dumb in your head is still fun to write, you know? And I think that's the important part to think about is like, if you're, if you allow yourself to have a good time and you know, whatever topic we come up with when we start discussing it, it can be stupid and that's fine because whatever idea can come out of that could, could be a good time. And then it's experience. You're creating something and then you're forcing yourself to talk about it. Right. And so I think, what I've learned with this podcast more than anything is how much I like talking about stories and the kind of things that you can learn from that act in itself and talking about it with anybody, whether it's talking about it with you, talking about it with, you know, Chris from the last episode, talking about it with my niece, Addie from that episode, like truly like you can, you can find things and learn things about yourself and about your own creative process each time you do it. And so, yeah, there is fear that you'll write something dumb but there's also the excitement that you're writing something period. Right. You know? And so I think that's kind of where my, my mindset comes from where it's like, yeah, I'm always scared and self-conscious about what I write. And sometimes I might actually really enjoy the thing that I wrote, but the process is always kind of, it makes me feel self-conscious. No matter, there's no way to get around that. Right. For sure. So I think in this scenario specifically, the, the, the worries, the concerns I have are, you know, I guess, depending on if, if we are setting, you know, we've, we've loosely thrown around an hour. We're going to give sure. ourselves an hour to write. Yep. Are we setting a clock and, and, you, and we're cutting it off at zero, zero seconds? Um, or are we, is it like, oh, let's, you know, roughly an hour and, and complete it? Because I don't think uh, parameters or, you know, boundaries are, are bad in storytelling. So I think it might be interesting to set a, a, a cutoff time, but that also scares me because I overthink my wording. My when I'm when I'm writing, or even just texting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, if I'm writing like a, a longer text or something, uh, I it, it, Lizzie Lizzie would tell you it takes me forever because I just overthink <laughs> everything. So that's what the hour. I'm like, God, I'm not even going to have a completed. I, I'm, it's just going to cut off. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think the idea of giving ourselves a boundary creates more ideas. Like it, it does feel scary, but right. the, kind of that necessity of like I just have to write something. I gotta get it out. Like you can't let yourself done. dwell on it, which yeah. which is something that I w- I try to work on, especially lately with my own writing, where it's like I just need to get words out there on this idea, and then I can kind of jumble it together later. But like, even if you don't have a good idea in your head, but you have like a topic or a word, like just start writing something and then something will form eventually. You just have to get those, that first sentence out, you know, that's what I've learned because otherwise you're going to let your self-consciousness kind of rule and not let your brain actually take over and start writing. Yeah. And so, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, so I like the idea of having that clock. Yeah. And kind of like making it a deadline yeah. and be like, hey, when that clock hits zero, we're done. <laughs> like right. maybe, yeah. we, maybe we hop on, on mics right then. And I honestly – I didn't think about this until now, just now because I've, I've been focusing on the fear I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I am notor- a notorious procrastinator specifically when it came to like projects in school mm-hmm. or you know papers in college. <laughs> yep. I would start my paper the night before and – write until 6 a.m. and then I would sleep for 30 minutes and then I'd go to class to turn it in. Uh, you know, so uh, I think it might be good to have a specific cutoff because 
I have learned, while that, that's not a healthy habit at all, I don't necessarily encourage procrastination. I've learned that I can be my most creative and, and I've, I've come up with a ton of projects, like a math project that I made a, a, a stop motion video for the night before it was due. Uh, I think I got like a B on it. But it was just the most fun project to make. That's insane, uh, especially how how time consuming stop motion is. Yeah, I'm sure it was the <laughs> shittiest stop motion. Um, actually, maybe not the shittiest. Actually, no, I know that because I had previously made a Romeo and Juliet stop motion. Oh, a claymation. Um, with Joey Kovalevich. Oh, actually. shout out Joey. He's uh, a big yeah. listener. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it. Was god awful, <laughs> but that's cool I though. Mean, like it was the, terrible. The fact we definitely that, made progress. Sure, the fact that you when you look back and you're like, that's the stupidest claymation project that's ever been done. But when you look back at the time, you're like, I made a claymation project for a math project. Like yeah. that in itself is very very cool. And I I rarely like looking back on projects that I did in high school as well because mm-hmm. most of them are stupid. <laughs> uh, the one that I can think of is uh, another math project that I did with a buddy uh, Chandler. Uh, who was my best friend, and we wrote. Ooh, the way you said that was your best. friend. Sorry, he's <laughs> oh, picked. No. He's chosen. He's chosen <laughs> he's a <chosen>. topic. <laughs> he's he's trying. I need to get him on the podcast. He's, he's, yeah, he's he had a kid, so right. His he's, kid he is his excuse. best friend. You know, it's whatever. Uh, I love Chandler. He's a great dude. Um, but when we were in high school, he's a musician in Nashville, very talented, and I'm not a musician in Nashville. Or very talented in music. And so, but we are, our kind of go to project in high school for any class was to make a dumb song out of it. And so, it checks out for a math, uh, it was around Christmas time for a math project. We uh, rewrote Carol of the Bells <laughs> to talk about uh, like polynomial or whatever, like stupid math subject or term we could think of. Uh, oh. And so, we like took up a, a subject that we hated. And like had a good time with it, right? And our teacher wound up liking it as well, which was even funnier because I think we made fun of her in the in the song. Oh wow! Nice. Um, so yeah, like while while like looking back, you can be like, okay, yeah, this this as a, this idea feels bad and dumb, but you still created something. Yep. And that's always that's always a good a good sign. So that's why I think that's how we'll feel tonight. Yes, I, we like we, <laughs> tomorrow we're gonna look back and be like, what the fuck did I just write? Yeah. But at that point, we will have already recorded <laughs> the conversation <Yep. laughs> regarding it. So, uh, so I think it's it's a very exciting prospect to know by the end of tonight, I'm going to have something written. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what the topic is right. going to be. Which I think leads us to our our the true purpose of recording on the road right now is what topic are we going to write about? That's the key. How are we going to figure the, it out? That's the the, the question. So we you are literally asked it. Literally, we I've asked the question. We there are cars all around us. Uh, yeah, we, we've just run into a little bit of traffic. We've hit a little bit of traffic, which is never fun. Traffic sucks. No, traffic so sucks. we need to figure out what the hell we're going to write about. Ooh, sorry, T- just jumping in real quick. Yes. Before we dive into the topic, I feel like maybe we should give the listeners. Uh, just a quick rundown of, of give give uh, an idea of our timeline here, right? So oh sure. So it's like five o'clock, five p.m. Eastern. We've got what two, a little less than two hours mm-hmm. until our arrival. Until we arrive to the Airbnb. To the Airbnb. So we're coming up with topics now. We'll probably grab some dinner. Yep. You know, make make some margaritas and then sit down and write for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. within probably three. 
three hours or so, we'll we'll be riding. Most likely, yes. And we should also say this is a Thursday. We will be in Charlotte until Sunday. Yes. So we've got a few days here to play around with. But the goal yeah. of tonight and right now is this writing portion. And then when we come back to record later this weekend, yeah. it will most likely be talking about the convention. Um, yes. And again, I don't know when that's going to fall in this episode. When I decide to edit it, who knows? Yep. But this could be a fun way to start the episode either way. Yeah. So the flash flash of that is we don't know. We have no idea what topics we're even going to come up with yet. But in, in f- about four hours, we're going to be re- recording ourselves reading our stories. The stories that don't exist yet. Yeah. So, and, um, and we've – and obviously like I've mentioned it on every episode. There is a big pool of topics that have been submitted by you guys, the listeners. Thank you to everybody who submitted topics. But I think it's a little too easy for this for this road trip. Yeah, it's just sorry, to pick one y'all. from that. Uh, not, that, not to say that there aren't countless incredible topics in there that I hope get chosen for sure because I do. Um, but I think it's a little bit too easy because I've, I've looked through that many times and I maybe have, uh, have an idea in the back of my head for a couple of, uh, of those. We, either. we don't want Colby cheating on this one. I don't want to, I don't want to cheat on it. I want to, I want to, you know? I want to be so loyal. We got to have an even playing field here. It's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> um, so I think let's, let's, let's talk through, let's try to figure out. A good way to choose. Uh, a, a, do we want a phrase, a word, a topic? We could text somebody yep. and be like, "Hey, send me the first word that you think of." I don't. I kind of want to keep it inside the car. Okay. You know? Okay. Like, I kind of. I don't know. I feel like we're 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 putting we're putting in parameters. True. And we're setting ourselves boundaries. Maybe the, maybe the, the the frame of this vehicle here is the frame of our is the, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. As much as I like flowing off of something else. That does, I feel like maybe maybe bouncing off of each other here sure. would be the way to go. I don't know. Sure. How do you feel about that? I like it. Let's 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 keep the boundaries inside this car right now, as yeah. we are, of course, like I said, sitting in a little bit of traffic. <laughs> so yes. so safety doesn't really matter as much right now. So you can you can totally close your eyes. While Throw it out the window. Yeah, it's fine. Don't. Yeah, we're all good. Um, <laughs> hope you like that room tone. A little window. Yeah. A little, a little outdoor. Highway tone. That's called production value, just in case, you know, you're wondering. So I like the idea. Let's let's bounce the ideas off of each other. So let's let's start. What's what uh what's what's you got a first idea? Something that you are thinking through? I had a first idea, but I, I feel like it might be cheating in the way that we already mentioned. Say because it. it's something we've discussed before and we've literally talked about plans of writing something for this topic. Okay. And that, uh, or this is a kind of abbreviated version of it, but just curse words. Ah, yes. Yes. And, and uh, to explain, Seth, uh, what Seth mentioned was an idea that we've mentioned before. Every year we come to Heroes, we always brainstorm ideas. This is just the first time we've got a podcast to talk yeah. about it on. Um, it, because it's fun. It's fun to talk about ideas. It's fun to brainstorm just stuff, especially it's when weird. you're hanging out, when you're on vacation. Yep. We talked surrounded. about Kill Collins. It's true. It's true. We we threw around uh, just random topics, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I have this one in my phone." Kill Collins, that that I had just threw out to Brittany uh, a week ago. I think it was like a week uh, after you you had first kind of refreshed on it. Probably, yeah. I think that was probably like five years ago. Yeah. At this point, yeah. when when I, when I first wrote that in my in my in your uh, notes ideas <laughs> note on my phone, um, and so yeah, I, I I like that's the idea of coming up with stuff isn't new to us. 
on this trip. Like we, it's something we look forward to every time. And so this time we're adding a, a second layer of we have to write something while we're, right. while we're here <laughs> yeah. as well, which is another big layer. But, but the pressure on. The pressure is there. Um, but in, in terms of in reference to curse words, that was an idea that a few years ago, I guess the last time we came, yep. which would have been 2019. Something I'd been, I'd been mulling about for a while. Mm-hmm. Popped in my head because of um, the first time growing up very conservatively, you know, I did not cuss at all. It was forbidden. Same. And and uh, one time I was singing the John John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt song. Oh, yeah. You know that song? It's a classic, yeah. I don't, is, is that, I don't even know what that song's about. Is Actually, that cultural I appropriation? I, Are I you appropriating know. something by singing that song? I don't know. I don't know either. Honestly. But I accidentally sang John Jacob Jingleheimer shit. John Jacob Jingleheimer fuck. No, it was shit, actually. Ooh. It was a slip of the tongue. It was completely accidental. Ooh, not even on purpose. Com- yeah, not even on purpose. And I felt so bad, I pulled my mom aside. <laughs> and I confessed to her. How, how old were you? Uh, uh, eight or nine, maybe. Eight or nine, okay. Yeah, and I think that was the first curse word I had uttered. Shit. Ever. And I don't think I, I uttered a curse word for, for a number of years after that. Because it was so traumatic saying it. It was so traumatic. The first time. And then I didn't actually I – I, I was very avoidant of cursing in, until I was like 20 or so. True. I, I, I feel the same way. We were both raised very conservatively in, in very strong Christian homes. And so, yeah, cursing was never a thing that was allowed or that we were ever really even heard in our household from like our parents or anything. I think the idea – I think my first – curse word uh was when i was like five or six and my cousins were like hey say something that rhymes with duck but starting with an f and i was like fuck okay. yeah whatever fuck and everyone started laughing and of course i enjoyed making people laugh at yeah. the time and so i walked out into the living room where all my aunts and uncles <laughs> and mom was and started saying it and they didn't laugh as hard <laughs> i don't say that much so <laughs> yeah I, I learned pretty quickly that like i'm gonna get in trouble if i say any bad words yeah. so i didn't uh, and also, like, I think in high school, no high schooler sounds cool cussing. No. Like, and especially at the Christian school that we went to. Yeah, it's, so, it's way too forced. It's way too forced. And so I didn't quite get yeah. good at cussing until college, like most people. Or really, like, have I didn't have, even have that much of an interest in it because I would hear other people cuss and it was just like, oh, that you are not pulling that off. That's true. <laughs> Since then, I've seen a lot of movies where there are a lot of creative uses of fuck. Yeah. So it makes me feel better about using yeah. it. But I think we lost the thread though. That's true. I was gonna I was coming back full circle. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. the reason that, that curse words was a thing was an idea that Seth had kind of had um when oh, we were boy. brainstorming yep. during twenty nineteen uh, heroes uh, that year. And we kind of did some brainstorming that uh that trip and kind of came up with a yeah. rough idea of something that sounded really fun to yeah. do with the idea of curse words. Right. Do we want to spill that here? Like, sure. So, so I think uh, where it originated was like uh, thinking of that story, right? Say, accidentally saying shit, mm-hmm. and and being like, oh well, curse words, curses, magic. I love fantasy stuff, so you know, magic's always on my brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, what if what if when I accidentally said shit, I accidentally cast a spell of some kind? Because curse uh, words have power. Because curse words. For whatever reason, this this character, this protagonist, has has some I don't know. Uh, maybe it's genetic. Maybe yeah, it's maybe some lineage yeah. that is 
some magical thing, but but they haven't discovered it because they never cursed until they accidentally did or until they 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 felt. Uh, I was going to say brave, but I guess that's <laughs> <laughs> they did on accident. Yeah, until they yeah until they they felt daring enough to curse for the first time, and then I think we started kind of writing a story or something. I remember writing uh, like a scene. I think. Yeah, um, and we might have done it together. I might have just done it alone and then sent it to you. Yeah, I think uh, we kind of brainstormed and then you wrote uh, a scene. Yeah. Uh, and it was a fun scene. It was yeah. uh, the, the basic idea was similar to that of what Seth just said, where this character uh, doesn't realize that they are somehow part of this like magical family, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's his uh, younger brother hanging out with his older sister. And they're in their bedroom arguing, talking about stuff. And the, the boy says something like, what the hell? And uh, when he says hell, uh, their hamster lights on fire. Burst into flame. Burst into flame. Yeah, and then that. that's kind of the the, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, kind of awakening moment. Exactly. Of, uh, what? And I think and, and I think you had it. So like the sister was older and like she was uh, affluent in cursing. Yes. But the younger brother was was still kind of afraid of doing so. Uh, so I think the sister kind of almost became a coach. Something or, like that. I or almost they, they started like experimenting with different curse words. I don't know. I can't remember how far I got, but yeah. I do remember writing at least that as a scene. Right. Um, and it was really fun. Like I still think the idea is very cool. And it's kind of been the idea over the last few years of like we should do something with that. Yes. Um, and so so I understand why that would kind of be a, a good first option for for this. Right. But we have already of, come up with an idea. We've already for it. talked about it. And so that's that's why kind of why I felt okay mentioning it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, we've we've collaborated on an idea for this. Right. Like, well, you know, let me throw it out there as something where we have to come up with something new. Yes. Um, so that's literally the only reason I threw that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I think because we've already kind of uh, marinated in that sort of concept, mm-hmm. it might be – I imagine it will probably be difficult to get away from that. I Yeah. For me, I'm like I like our idea so much that it's it would be hard to not write more of that. Yes. Because yeah. it is and such a good idea. something totally different. Exactly. So. And, I, and it, because also – I do think we should do something with that idea eventually, For sure. uh, if not soon. Because um, I love it. It is such a good idea. Nobody like, steal my our idea. Yeah, and if you do, you're not friends with us anymore. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And you're not welcome around the campfire. Ooh. Yeah, I know. That's, that's even worse. I know. I've never said that before. No. I'm sorry, but I mean it, okay? <laughs> I'm it's sorry, a, but I mean it. It's a good idea, and we like it. And we hope you like it, too, whenever we wind up doing something with it, but... Um, yeah, I think it's maybe a, we cut that entire part, portion out so no one knows. Maybe. Or maybe maybe not. That's completely up to your creative whims on when you're editing. That is true. Um, we'll see how we'll see how generous I'm feeling yes. for our audience. But I th- I do think it's a good starter idea to kind of get the the gears moving a get little bit at moving. the very very least. Maybe pulling from the a similar idea yep. of kind of pulling from our, our childhood, our, Ooh, the way okay. we were raised, maybe we oh. stick with uh, something from that era like that. Something that maybe like hits close to home for us. Something nostalgic. Nostalgic, maybe something to do with how we were raised, something to do with our home life. Because yep. I think for me, obviously, I'm a big nostalgia guy. I love thinking of my childhood, the things that I loved as a kid. Yep. And I think often on a lot of that stuff very fondly. And I still love going back and you know, experiencing that stuff. And, 
Um, I think we both had very wild imaginations as a kid. And the idea of maybe wrangling in that imagination uh, as an adult sounds pretty fun. It does sound fun. So I guess let's put pen to paper. Yeah. I don't know, do we want to type these up or something? Or I've got my just, laptop. Yeah. Maybe just jot down what – so yes. I threw out curse words. We've, we've – uh, what's the word? Vetoed that. We vetoed curse words. Yes. So, so I guess – with that that in mind, that vein of of kind of nostalgia or creativity, childlike mm-hmm. creativity, whatever. What's what's something you want to throw down? Um, I like this. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back and forth, and we'll kind of see. So, yeah, for yeah. me, my childhood, I, I didn't write as a kid because I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, it wasn't really a an option for me. Right, but. When I think about it now as an adult, I realize, oh, I love stories. Obviously, I read comics as a kid. I love TV shows. I love cartoons. I love movies as a kid. But for me, on the creative side as a child, action figures were my thing. Mm, like nice. I loved action figures. I loved – I could just – I could entertain myself for like hours, which I think my parents were very appreciative of. Same. Because I was the youngest of four kids and I think they were not interested were in done. entertaining me. Like they were <laughs> like, we don't want to deal with Colby. And so I was like, fine. I'll go entertain myself. So I would go off into my room or wherever and like just build stories with my action figures or Lego as well. Lego was a big part of my life as well. Um, but those were kind of my – that was like my playground yes. in my brain was like, okay, why is there an X-Men character fighting a G.I. Joe character? Let me figure out in my head. I guess it's a multiverse. Like yep. stuff like that. Like that yeah. was like you know what I enjoyed doing as a kid. And so I think for, for my immediate idea – I'm just going to say action figures. Okay. I love it. That I had a very similar experience growing up of a lot of times it was me and my, my two brothers. Um, we both have two, two brothers, two brothers yeah. and a sister and a sister. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Sure. Yeah. We're just, we're just in, in different placements of the order. We're basically brothers is what we're trying yeah, to say. Basically. <laughs> basically. So yes, very similar experience when, when we would go up to visit my cousin, Michael, mm-hmm. he, he was an only child, so he always had all the toys. <laughs> yeah. uh, he had like every Digimon figure, every Pokemon, little Pokemon figure. And man, we would – every Transformer. Oh, Transformers. Yeah, those, those man, are so we cool. We would go to town. Speaking of Transformers, very, very quickly, I did see the new one, Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. It sucks. Action what's, figures. Yeah, what's your follow-up to action figures? Follow-up to action figures. Okay, let's see. Small Soldiers. Another, another fun uh, so movie. Yeah. Oh, man, I loved that movie. <laughs> and we're just going to get dive deep into this, this is, nostalgia. Yeah, this huh? is movie movie time yeah. on the S'more Stories podcast. Right. Uh, okay, so I'm going to just steer us away from the nostalgia. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Oh, maybe not. Maybe I, I guess for me, maybe this has nostalgia for you. Okay. But I'm, I'm just going to go true random. True right random. Here. True <laughs> random off the top of the head. Uh, kind of, kind of like what what I do when I submit topics. Oh God, yes, perfect. I'm gonna go with cowbell. Hmm. cowbell. Maybe maybe that holds some nostalgia for you, but uh, not for me. No. As somebody who grew up in the suburbs, it does not. Yeah, <laughs> I have no no nostalgia for anything having to do with cows or or bells, farm animals. Yeah, definitely not bells. Fuck bells. <laughs> uh, except Taco Bell. Taco Bell's cool. Cowbell. Okay, I like cowbell, and I do like the idea of true random as well. Of just throwing out the first thing that's off the top of your head. Yeah. When I, whenever, if you're, if you follow me on Instagram, first of all, thank you. Uh, whenever I reach out for topics, 
do that. Just think of the first thing that pops in your head. Don't honestly take it back. Don't think. Say the first thing that pops in your head and submit it to me because that's that. I think that creates the most uh, unique stories because sometimes somebody will submit something like cowbell, which I have no connection to by any means, and then I'm like, okay, well, now I have to write a story about cowbell because a guest chose it, and that's a fun challenge for me. And so the idea of going uh, of going completely random is not something that I'm good at doing from an idea standpoint, but I can appreciate it in. Uh, and listeners and submissions. So true random. Do that whenever I, I reach out next time. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaur okay. We're back on topic. Sorry, we were supposed to flip flop, but I just did two in a row. No, I think that's good. I was <laughs> I was literally thinking the same thing. So uh in case I just cut out all the stuff right before this, we're back on top on topics. <laughs> Smart. Uh which is dinosaurs. Which I think is uh again a bit of a nostalgia thing because I think yeah. dinosaurs are very much a kid thing. <laughs> That yep. I did love as a child growing yep. up, Jurassic Park, all that. Yeah, um, toys. I had plenty of. I had Jurassic Park toys, tons of them. I might have as well. I don't remember. Um, okay, I, I do like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs also, could be a very fun, very topic. vague. Yeah, but also not. Which, which I think do make for the best stories, where you can kind of apply them anywhere. Right. I think, when I think of this, uh, this type of topic, I think of. Uh, my most recent episode with a, a guest in a story, which was with Allison Kendrick. AK. Who, Shout out to AK. We didn't even mention it. She lives in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. We may very well meet up with her. I said in our episode that's that I would point. give her a copy of Kill Collins in person. So I want to be a man of my word yep. there. That's, that, that's happening this weekend. Because our topic was schadenfreude. Yes. Which is a very vague concept that yep. can literally be applied to just about anything. And so there's no set idea of a story in our head. And so I think that can kind of be applied to dinosaurs as well, yeah. where it's like you can tell any kind of story you want with a dinosaur, yep. uh, which which means I kind of like that idea. Sounds very cool. Yeah. Fuck you. Sorry. Just the flag. This, um, is, a, this is an audio podcast. You need to specify. Yeah. yeah. Which, which flag? Uh, the uh, Confederate flag here. Just flicking that off, dude. You're gonna you're gonna uh, offend all of our very Confederate pro Confederate uh, listeners that I have. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we just got rerouted due to some traffic, which is the one thing we did not want on this trip. The, oh. the the drive from Atlanta to Charlotte is a very much a straight shot, and it's a very easy drive. It's basically a single road. Occasionally, we will hit traffic, and it does suck, and we are hitting yeah. traffic again right now. But let's get back to dinosaurs because I think Great I think idea. we're on to something. Because I I do I love dinosaurs. Yep. I have no set idea in my head. Yep. About a story involving the topic dinosaurs. Do we have any further thoughts? Do we have any other ones that we might? Other topics? I sure. guess that's that. That is a great question. Do we want to set a specific number of topics that we want to come up with, or like do we want to have? Each come up with three topics, or do we want to have five topics to choose from? I think let's do let's come up with three. Cool, three that we like that three we that can we then like. like choose from those three. Okay, so I, I definitely like dinosaurs. I I really like action figures. I like I like action figures as well. So yeah. let's come up with a third one. Let's see. What, wait, what did I have before? Cowbell. Do I do cowbell as if, as their uh, third? I don't like cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can come up with something better. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> I I felt no connection to cowbell. As soon as I said it, I regretted it. 
It's deleted. It's deleted from the list. <laughs> hey, look, we're passing a city called Cowpens in five miles. That's a sign. That's interesting <laughs> or weird coincidence. Um, okay, so I'm happy. I'm happy to get rid of cows. Cow, cowbell, whatever. Cowbell's stupid. Just, yeah, cowbell whatever. Sucks. We can do better. We can do better. And there's no dumb ideas here. That's that. That is the goal. <laughs> there's no dumb ideas except, except for we cowbell. Hate this one. <laughs> I guess it's, you can have ideas that aren't dumb, but you hate them. Yes, which is like half the stories I write. <laughs> where it's like I think this is dumb and I might hate it but I did I it like, do you have a topic another topic should we just shout some out sure popcorn style popcorn style who's gonna start um, I, I'll, I'll go because yeah. I, I an idea bounced off of cowbell sweet I love it cowboy cowboy so much better than cowbell it's not, it's not a bad one that was a yes and moment right there yeah we're practicing improv. We're, this is an improv podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Get ready. I love it. Cowboy. Cowboy. Very uh, potentially very nostalgic as well. True. We're another we're nostalgic for the nostalgic. late eighteen hundreds. <laughs> oh, I feel like you know cowboys True. kids. Like I don't know. I was never a big cowboy fan as a kid. I though wasn't, I didn't I'm, like westerns. Yeah, my dad did, so maybe that's why True. I'm like it could be. It's not nostalgic for me. It's your dad's I didn't nostalgia, really like westerns. Yeah, but I could see it as a. Nostalgic it's very much topic. our parents' generation to be into cowboys, right? But yeah, I think I think I although the reason it sounds interesting to me is because I never really gave a shit about cowboys. Shanghai Noon. <laughs> I mean, that is a good point. Me and yeah. Seth do love some Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. <laughs> um, okay, uh, peaches. Peaches. And yes, I, we are passing a peach farm right now. Yeah. What was the last topic we put? You put peaches. Peaches. Down. All right. Let me throw out. Throw out one more. Ooh, here we go. We are stopped in traffic right now. This we is are so dumb. Uh, I'm going to go with something about creatures, I guess, right now. Uh, Kraken. Kraken? Yeah. Maybe something more. Maybe. Uh, I don't like Kraken. I like something about the depths. What if it was just Sea Monster? Sea monster, hmm, which could go in with dinosaurs. Ooh, I got it. Ready? The creature in the depths. I think I just spit on you. I welcome it. So that was a bad voice. Let me try again. Ready? How about the creature from the depths? The creature from the depths. I don't know. Should we run down the topics we came up with? Yeah. So we'll give it. We'll give another. Uh, just a because we've been we've been meandering. We have. Yeah. And who I'm knows? Assuming this, a lot of this is going to be cut because we'll it's been very long. No, this is going to be raw. Uh, okay, going through the topics that we have had so far: action figures, cowbell. Just kidding. Seth didn't want that one. Dinosaurs, cowboy. Peaches. So glad I threw that one out. Yeah, it's it's in there. It's it's uh, set for sure. Uh, cr- peaches and the creature from the depths. So, which ones? Uh, maybe are you leaning towards? If I'm being honest, I'm leaning towards everything that I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any of the ones I said, or I'm not leaning to. None sure. of them are calling to me. Okay. I guess I should put okay. it that way. Okay, that's fine. But if one of them is calling to you, I am I am happy to, uh, you know, challenge face that. To confront, you know that 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 uh, resistance I'm feeling. No, I think I think this is good. I, I want you to pick. I want you to have final pick because again, you are the guest. Okay, uh, uh, okay. We are changing up the format here. This right? is true. 
So is this the your opportunity to pick a topic? I don't want the opportunity. You don't okay, you never want the opportunity. No. I will okay. help because I like the idea cool. of coming up with topics, but unless somebody forces me to. Got you. Okay. I like I like helping. All right. So let's go down them one more time. Action and figures. I am going to uh, say yay or nay, and okay. then we'll go through the yays and I'll pick one. Okay. Action figures. Yay. Dinosaurs. Yay. Cowboy. Nay. Peaches. Peaches, 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 peaches. Peaches is a. Uh, the way you're okay. saying that is the Jack Black song from is it? the Super Mario movie, in which. I didn't see it. He uh, wrote a song that he performs as Bowser in the movie oh, uh, about, Peach, about Peach. And he, that's exactly how you said Peaches, 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 Peaches is how he says it in the movie. So it's crazy that you have not seen that movie. That is wild. You should see it. It's pretty fun. Is I Peaches a I, yay or a nay? Peaches is an okay uh, because I'm unsure. Okay. That's an okay. Uh, then the final one, The Creature from the Depths. I kind of like that as a yay. Yeah, we can yay that. Let's nay peaches. Yeah. Because if I'm a, if I'm yay on some stuff and I'm, I'm we can't have an we in-between. can't have an okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. do. It. So we got three yays, and those are of course action figures, dinosaurs, and the creature from the depths. We're such boys. Yeah. God. <laughs> I'm fine with it, <laughs> but we're boys. <laughs> like we're middle school boys. Yeah. Action figures, dinosaurs, cowboys. Oh God, that's hilarious. Listen. This is what happens. Hey, it's very telling and very funny. Action figures, dinosaurs, and creature from the depths. Yep. And I like all three of those. I need to be more decisive in life. <laughs> I'm a, this is I something that we're both working my on. My phone isn't charging. I'm, a, I'm horribly indecisive uh, to the point where it's uh, something that I do need to address. So let's, let's address it on this choice. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> let's address all of your mental health problems because that's what I do. Yeah. On the podcast. On the podcast the, live. The problem is I love all these, but I think the one calling to me most, yep. hilariously enough, is the first one that we came up with. Action figures. Which was action figures. Sometimes it is the first one. Sometimes the first one is the one that sticks in your head yep. for whatever reason. Shall we lock it in? Action figures. Let's do it. Action figures. All right. Uh, I'd like to lock it in, Regis. Lock it in. Action figures for a million dollars. For a million dollars. You have to finish this story and somebody's going to pay you a million dollars. I'm in. Sounds great. Great. Uh, and we're kind of moving again on the road. We can basically confirm. We've got action figures as the topic. Um, and then we'll just chill for the for the rest of our drive. You've heard us talk. I'm going to delete most of this anyway. And then we will arrive at the Airbnb. Maybe get some dinner. And then, of course, uh, we'll sit down, give ourselves that timer, and write whatever story comes to mind, which uh, I got nothing so far. So this will so be fun. Far. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I think this is going to be fun. Uh, so, yeah, the next time you hear us, if I edit this way, <laughs> will be. depending on the edit. <laughs> will be us uh, talking about our story, talking about our action figure stories, and, you know, enjoying our, our Airbnb until we head out to the convention tomorrow. So, so we are switching drivers. Uh, bye. And welcome back to the campfire on the road, the road version. I hope you enjoyed that <laughs> that car segment. That was fun, right? There we go. And we're, we're officially back. back. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Uh, we 
like we said uh, previously, like you just heard moments ago, uh, we decided to write uh, stories on action figures, right? Yep. Flash, flash, fiction. Uh, action figures was the topic. We literally, j- the timer just finished a few minutes ago. Yep. Our stories are done. We set a one-hour timer. And I'm ex- we have said nothing. We have said we, no- we've been we... staring at each other in silence. <laughs> As I get set up, uh, all my mics and stuff, we've just been glaring at each other. So I don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to fight? I don't know. <laughs> it, the, it could go either way. It could go either way. How do we want to decide who goes first? Do we want to talk about the process at all first? Sure. Let's go. Reading, let's go vague. Let's go wanna, vague process. Or do Be- we want to cover that after? Well, let's set up. Let's set set the mood. Yeah. You might say. So we're in the same Airbnb currently yep. in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. We arrived, got some good dinner, uh, and start the timer, started writing. Uh, I sat on the balcony for an hour and wrote. Where, yeah. where were you? I didn't even see. I was laying on the bed. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and then when I got tired of that, I just kind of sat on the floor. Okay, so you moved. I did. I didn't move a muscle yeah. for the hour. Except your finger muscles. <laughs> My finger muscles, I moved a little bit, yes. I'm curious, uh, did moving help? Or was it just you were bored? I was just a comfort thing. Interesting. More so. Yeah. 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 I was listening to a couple, I think, being on a date outside on a balcony uh, a few a few doors away. And I think they went inside to hook up. I'm yes. just assuming. I didn't try to focus because I was that would have really trying to write, honestly. But I like eavesdropping. I can't help it. It's fun. I don't know how. So let me go ahead and reveal this. Please, yes. Right. We, uh, Colby came back inside from the porch. Okay, so I guess we did say one thing to each other. We did. Was, we did give our word count because I was count. curious. Yes, and I said, "Oh, mine was five hundred and forty-five words in one hour." And Colby goes, "Oh, is that a thousand and seventy-eight? I think so. Yeah, literally almost double. <laughs> <laughs> like twelve words away from double. <laughs> I didn't know what number you were going to say, so I was uh, I was excited either way. Absolutely absurd." I was like dialed in as much as I could. It took me a little while to get going. Yeah. But man, the like I checked, it was like we had 15 minutes left. I was I was checking the timer the whole time as well. I checked and I had 10 minutes left. I was like, where did those five minutes go? <laughs> five. I, had five, I had three minutes left. I was just like, ah, <laughs> so ooh, let's see how it is. I Yeah. The, the issue of having a timer was fascinating. I'll say that right now because it was wild be, having to look at the clock and be like yeah. okay 10 minutes oh shit five minutes okay yeah. let's get to where i'm trying to go yeah. somewhere and so obviously when we get to our stories i think we'll be able to tell probably to a certain extent yeah but i'm curious how <laughs> like how that's right. all going to kind of work out because uh i like the limitation i thought it was a really fun yeah. experience like i wrote a lot of words and it felt fun yeah i don't know so, i'll see how it feels when i read it but of course. In the process, I was like, okay, this was, this was enjoyable. This is an hour's worth of work. Exactly, yes. And that's it. True. More or less. So, but I'm curious how you felt about it when you when you completed this, when the hour was up, I guess, what was that feeling? I felt like I executed the idea that I wanted to. That's good. Because I, I took a shower before we started the clock, yep. which showers are like- I should have. My brainstorm moment. Like I love, I love thinking of stuff in the shower and it wasn't to like cheat. I wasn't trying to get an edge on Seth. I just love showers. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I love their thing. They're great. And also I smelled bad on our, after a road trip. I'll admit it. Yeah. But, uh, I had kind of been playing around with an idea in the car when we had come up with, with the, the topic of action figure. 
And I didn't have something I necessarily wanted to, but then in the shower, it cemented that idea. So I was excited to like get out and start writing. And so I think I pretty much started and then continued while checking the clock. And then I think I got to where I more or less wanted to get. And that feels pretty, it feels pretty good. I I think I'm excited for you to hear it. I'm super excited to hear yours as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have no idea what yours is going to be about. Um, I felt surprisingly satisfied. Yeah. When, when that, that the timer went off, it was a mad rush at the end. I think I finished uh, a minute before. Yeah. I think I was, I heard you come, come inside and I was like, all right, I'm done. Nice. Ultimately, I think I'm happy with how it turned out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I am too. Like I, uh, I mean, we, I think we just got to get to it. I think we just yeah. got to, we can't, we can't dance around it. We got to get to the stories. Time to jump in. Uh, how do we want to do this? That is a great question. I'm honestly like, I don't feel one way or the other. I feel like the first, first time we read stories, I was like, I want to do mine first because I just I want to get it done. In that case, why don't I go first? But, yeah. Please. Since since you are a second, you're the first two-time guest. Congrats. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much. Welcome to the club. Weird to the To the two-time club. We're shaking hands. Awkward. Both. <laughs> yeah, I can't even describe it. This is an audio <laughs> audio medium. Uh, it's awkward. Yeah. Uh, congrats on being a two-time, hey, two-time guest. Thanks for making it so awkward. Uh, your award is in the mail. Yes. And it won't get lost. Wrong address. <laughs> I promise it won't get lost. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll read first, uh, we can discuss and then you can read and we'll discuss. I don't have a title for mine though. I realized when you said, oh, I'm glad I had a title for mine. <laughs> and then, uh, I was like, shit. Yeah. The I'm, title was one of the first things I thought of. I, I didn't even consider a title, yeah. which I'm, I, sometimes I, I like c- coming up with one, but it didn't even cross my mind until literally five minutes ago. This is an action figure. <laughs> As Marty and Louise traveled the long, broken world, a glint of something shiny caught the eye of the younger sibling. Instinctively, Louise veered off the path toward the point of interest, hidden away in one of the dilapidated buildings, but Marty snagged her by the shoulder before she could get far. And where do you think you're going? he asked, tightening his grip. What kind of older brother am I? Those buildings are dangerous, Lou. You know Mom would go crazy if I let you in there. Louise dipped her head as her momentum stopped. Yeah, well... Mom isn't here anymore, is she? How crazy could she get? Your morbid humor is noted, Marty said. But for real, if you go in there, any number of monsters could get you, and I'm not just saying that to scare you. Okay, that's a lie. Just just don't go in there, okay? Ugh, fine, she sighed. You're no fun. Hear me out, though. What if there's something cool in there and not a monster? Ever thought about that? Have you ever even been in there? Marty hesitated. I knew it, she said, pointing right at him. Listen, Lou, you're not old enough to remember what the world was like before, you know, everything. I was your age when it happened, just a kid. And I've seen so much shit, stuff, since then. It's hard. Been hard since mom passed. Marty gave his sister a play punch in the arm. So yeah, I get worried about you sometimes. Sorry. Louise paused to consider the vulnerable side her invincible brother just showed. Want to go in? She finally asked. Very, very badly, he replied. Minutes later, Marty was using his crowbar to pry away the two-by-fours that boarded up a window, with Louise confirming this is where she saw the glint of light. She pointed at the large crack in one of the boards. It was right here, behind this, she said. Swear to God. 
Do you hear anything? Marty asked. Crowbar held high. Nah, go for it. We gotta be the only people for miles. I'm going to be furious with you if there are monsters in there, Lou. And with a loud crack, he brought the crowbar down and ripped away the rotting boards with ease. Almost as soon as there was an opening, another quick blink in front of Louise's eyes, a flash gone in an instant, leaving her unsure of its depth in the building. Whoa, hey, you see that? She asked, pulling away the rest of the boards in a hurry. Hold on there, he said quietly. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, but I don't know, this doesn't feel so safe. What if it's a trap meant to lure in dumb kids like us? We're the perfect targets. Louise peeked inside from a safe distance and saw nothing but black. No light anymore. Why don't we just use your flashlight? Marty rolled his eyes. Because, Lou, we can't afford new batteries for the flashlight, so it's for emergencies only. We don't really have anything to barter with, which is why we're out here scavenging right now. But wouldn't it be easier to scavenge in the building if we used the flashlight? What if you find something cool to barter with? Something cool that could be worth a few new batteries, or better yet, some guns? Marty couldn't help but burst into laughter, then suddenly started tickling Louise, much to her anger. Lou, come on, you're way more of an up-close-and-personal kind of killer, aren't you? A real savage, right? Yeah, and I'm going to stab you in the face if you don't stop, she said, laughing uncontrollably until he finally relented. But you make a good point, Marty said with a click, suddenly lighting up the window. Let's use the flashlight. The ceiling had collapsed in the room, and, and debris spread out all over the place, covering everything in a thick layer of dust. A strong smell of mold filled the space and also their nostrils. Yuck, Louise said with a gag. Let me go first, Marty said, stepping inside. Could still be a trap. Also, shut up while we're in there, okay? Louise followed close behind as they scoured the room together, careful not to stray too far from one another. They remained quiet, almost deadly serious now that it all felt a bit too real. With each turn of Marty's flashlight, Louise began to expect exactly what he'd teased her about earlier. Monsters. She began to flinch each time they turned in tandem, feeling her panic begin to rise, but not letting it show in front of her brother. Minutes passed as they went from room to room, finding nothing but crap, until finally, that glint of light returned, illuminated by the flashlight for a slight moment, but one that caught both of their eyes. Marty put a finger to his mouth and led the flashlight back to the spot, seeing something shiny sticking up out of a pile of moldy cardboard. Upon closer inspection, it looked like a tiny metal hand? With a tug, he pulled on the little hand and realized that it was connected to a figurine, one that accessed the deep memories of Marty's childhood brain. Holy shit, he whispered. What? What? Tell me, Lou pleaded, trying to stay quiet. He grabbed her hand and quickly led her back out the window, where it was safe to talk again. Oh my god, I can't believe it, Marty said, holding the object out to his sister. This is a Gundam, and it's all yours. A what? It's too much to explain right now, Lou. Just take it. Trust me, it's very cool. Like, peak cool. Whoa, like a little robot guy? He patted her on the head as she began to move the surprisingly still articulated joints around. Yep, just like a little robot guy, but imagine him like the size of that building over there. Who said it was a him? She asked, elbowing Marty in the ribs. Hey, fair enough, he said, putting an arm around her. You were right again. That was the opposite of a trap. Maybe I ought to trust you more. Yeah, maybe you should. And maybe you should give me that gun. Lou, I'm not getting you a gun. Just drop it. Marty and Louise bickered for a while before continuing on their path in relative silence, traveling down this broken world once more. The end. That's my story. That was awesome. Untitled, number 
infinity. <laughs> I loved their relationship. This is somewhat not hilarious. That's the wrong word. I feel like I keep using the wrong words, but I think it's the right word. I think uh, it is hilarious. No, it's it's funny because on the drive down, I don't remember if we talked about this while we were recording or before or maybe the tape will tell. At some point, we at some point today we talked about your love for dialogue, yes. writing dialogue. Yeah, and this is like ninety percent dialogue. That's where all the <laughs> that's where all the words came from. Yeah. <laughs> And just the natural kind of bouncing back and forth of the siblings and their relationship and just the, I don't know, like like you could see the connection between them and kind of the playful nature that they had. That was awesome. Thanks, man. I think my goal uh, was to, instead of having it be like, because I, I wanted it to be a post-apocalyptic world with a brother and sister and they find an action figure in a building. Yeah. That was like what I wanted it to be. Right. But I knew I didn't want it to. I've, I mean, I've seen so many and read and consumed so much like post-apocalyptic stuff. I mean, I was in an anthology. <laughs> Thanks, yep. Hudson, uh, alumni guest of, of some more stories. We we put out a post-apocalyptic anthology together. There's a ton of great stories in there. Yep. It's a it's a, a genre that I love. But you know, you've consumed a lot of it, and a lot of it is is really dark and like. We were, Shit happens. We were just talking about The Last of Us. The Last of Us. The Walking Dead. You were a Walking Dead guy for a long time. Yep. And like, yep. you know, fucked up stuff happens in a lot of that. Yep. And I was like, I don't want that to happen here. Right. I want there to be like potential. Like I want there to be like fear potentially. Right. But I wanted it to end happy. Like I knew that from the beginning. Yeah. And so I wanted I like them to, to like discuss the possibility of like, oh my God, this is dangerous. But then like, let's, let's do it anyway. Yeah. Like why not? It kind of made me think of, because I, as we as we've talked, I recently finished playing the first Last of Us. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't before, and it kind of it gave me the vibes of like the comics that you know he collects for Ellie, mm-hmm. and, um, and just like the I don't know the like brightness in the dark world, you know. Kind yeah, of, kind of yeah. Vibe. And I think I realized uh, towards the end I was like, "Fuck, is this just the Last of Us?" <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, sorry for bringing it up. It's okay. No, I realized it. I, yeah, I realized it towards the end, and I was like, I, it's, it is clearly a different character and different characters, but like yeah, it has that similar type of vibe. And I do, and admittedly, I love The Last of Us. Like, I think it's uh, an incredible story. It's got incredible characters and, uh, and genuinely great dialogue. Like, yeah. it, it is, I love that about it. And so um, I'm sure I've taken mental notes from, you know, playing the games and also watching the show, which is also right. equally great if you yeah. have not had the chance to check it out but again i mean so much shit happens in that show that is like yeah. so dark yeah and, and game i mean like it is heavy right and and sure there are moments of levity but like i didn't want there to be a single moment of like anything actually happens yeah. in this um, and i love that because uh the expectation i think because of all the post-apocalyptic everything kind of ingrained in, in the the post-apocalyptic stuff just that that we consume mm-hmm. so regularly is you know, you expect that sadness to come yes. or that like heartbreak moment or, or anything like, or that fearful thing. Right. Um, and so seeing that this last sentence, just seeing them walking off, it's, it, it was, you know, because of that expectation, I was, I was like waiting for the, Oh shit, they're the monsters mm-hmm. <laughs> moment. Um, so that was refreshing to just kind of wrap it up. I mean, the, the time limit helped on that. Yeah, 
And, and, but I can't say like I had any any plans further than that. So yeah. like I kind of went where I wanted to go with it. Right. Like I knew I wanted it to end happy. Yep. And the idea of ending it on the gun line was funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's just like a little girl who's like, "Get me a gun." Get me a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's funny, and I thought the idea of ending, especially like I love sibling characters yeah. that get to like bicker and feel like, you know, right. like a grounded real person. Yeah. And I think bickering is a big part of that yeah as somebody who is the youngest of four right. kids like <laughs> i bickered a lot growing up yeah. and and you know it's out of love and like they care for each other yeah. um but will threaten to stab them in the face sometimes <laughs> like it happens you know that's how it goes um but yeah i think i did i i'm glad that i got where i wanted to go and if i think if i had made, let's say say i had a second hour i don't know where yeah. i would go like i think it's like a self-contained story yeah I would want to maybe like follow them on their next adventure right? because I enjoyed writing their dialogue and kind of building their relationship through that. Right. So I don't know what they would do next, but they've got a, they've got a Gundam now. <laughs> they've got a Gundam. I, and the reason oh, I went jealous. with the reason I went with Gundam, I love action figures as a kid. Like I thought they were the best. And so I didn't want to necessarily pull something directly from my childhood because that felt too easy. Yeah. And I never had a Gundam, but I thought they were so cool. Yeah. Because I don't think I could put them together at the time. I can now because I've done it as an adult right. <laughs> once, right. and it was very fun. Yeah. But uh, I didn't. I was a Lego guy as a kid, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, I thought the idea of making it a Gundam, like one of those like nice metal ones that mm-hmm. would like shine in a flashlight, right. uh, seemed cool. And as far as like mecha stuff, I recently also consumed Evan- Evangelion for the first time, Neon yeah. Genesis. Yep. And it's insane. Yeah, it's wild. And that would have been too dark for it to be like, and they find a Evangelion character right. yeah. from <laughs> like action figure. Right. So I was like, let's just stick with like the idea of just like a cool mech. Yeah. I don't need to get like as existential as that gets. Right. Uh, but I, I, it's it's insane. It's amazing though. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed watching it. And so I, I think I was using that as kind of like the backdrop for what kind of cool thing would be. F- to find in like the post apocalypse, yeah. I I think the last thing that I would have wanted to add to the story if I had had extra time mm-hmm. would have been more details, right? Because I spent so much time on dialogue. Yeah. Because that was just I was just going with yeah. a lot of it, um, and I think I probably would have maybe just described like the world more. But I figured everybody everybody knows what the post apocalypse looks like. It's like if I can easy to picture if I can paint that a little bit with just a few yeah. words. I was like happy to just spend that I amount think on it. That was a clever route because of that fact. And I will say I felt better as we were reading through because I was like, ah, oh, no wonder he got so many words down because the banter. You're, yeah. so, you're so good at just crank, like cranking that out and it feeling natural and that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I knew, I knew, sense. I knew it was all all dialogue. I was it like, he's not gonna out. be that impressed. It checks out. <laughs> yeah. I'm still incredibly impressed. Don't get me wrong. A thousand plus words. Yeah. In an hour. That's like that's that's a, a small story length. We try to keep them around around a thousand right. words. So that's why I was so shocked because yeah. I know that about small stories, mm-hmm. and I was just like, the dude did it in an hour. Yeah. It's awesome. honestly it's because and this is a good time to talk about this. I I've in the last few weeks and, and maybe the last couple months I've started going to like coffee shops more because mm-hmm. I've re- I work at home. Uh, three days out of the week for my job and I realized I can't really write at home anymore and so I've had to like force myself to leave the house to go 
And so I found a couple places nearby that have been, you know, pretty cool and I can get like a, you know, a chai or something uh, and, and get some, some stuff done. And I've found that I am very, very productive when I do that. Right. Uh, Having that dedicated kind of space. Yeah. And so I'll be there for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And like, I've finished something the last few times I've gone and one of them was a s'more story. One of them was like some planning for a future D and D session. Uh, and so it's, it's been, I think I've learned at least a little bit to like harness my time for at least a a burst (laughs) before my brain shuts off again. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but for like an hour, maybe I can, if I, if I'm not able to not distract myself, which is the big thing. Yep. Which is why I was like, I gotta go on the balcony. Yeah, <laughs> like I gotta just get on the porch, be away from from just, yeah. the world, and, and it worked. And and yeah. I think that was why I was able to kind of like focus in and, uh, you know, get some words out, but also get to where I wanted to go with the story as right. well, Flirty, while doing the thing that I enjoy. Right. Flirty date night aside, you were still able to focus in. Exactly. That's impressive. I know because I heard the almost like. Yeah. I was hearing every word, and I was just like. I kept looking over and I was like, turn my music up. And I was like, because it was, it was distracting to me. So I took it as a challenge. Yeah. As somebody who loves both people watching and eavesdropping. Yeah. It was tough. Expert eavesdropper, this guy. Honestly, don't, don't talk around me. I'm going to hear it. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to listen without looking and you won't know. (laughs) Those daredevil ears. Uh, Yeah. Honestly, I, I kind of wish. Yeah. That would be a sick superpower. I would I would hear everything and I would love it, um, but yeah no I was I, I wish them the best though they seemed they seemed like they were having a nice conversation, and if they're if they're you know hooking up right now good for them if they're not hey good for them too, hey. maybe it's platonic I don't know maybe they're brother and sister, I don't think they were brother <laughs> and sister I don't think they're brother and sister. That's all I've got to say about my story. I think it's fun. I think the the hour challenge was a unique experience, but I think it's time to hear yours. What's the title of your story? Um, okay. You ready? Yes. <laughs> it's, I think you're actually going to laugh at this. Good. Uh, cause it's called left behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I do love that. Uh, and I love that because, uh, left behind is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just insane. If you don't know what it is, we'll talk, we'll talk about it after you read. I'm fascinated already. All right. Well, take away left behind after a sip. All right. And if you're, and if you're listening at home and maybe you got a coffee, this is coming out on a Sunday morning, but maybe you're not listening yeah. to it on a Sunday morning. Maybe you got a tea. Sip that tea. Sip that coffee. Hey, if you got a cocktail, sip that cocktail too. Left behind. Abandoned. Left to fend for ourselves. My only two companions now, Zorb, the robot overlord with way too many insecurities, and Terry the raptor with the missing leg. Stranded in the depths of this vast wilderness. However, if anyone was built to get us out of this mess, it's me, Charlotte Campbell. Adventurer extraordinaire, master of beasts and birds, unstoppable force of girl power, and number one most purchased toy for children between the ages of five to seven for the last three years. I like to think that Marlo didn't leave us behind on purpose, but she was certainly upset when she stomped on me this morning. I know she didn't intentionally smash my face into the floor and cause my legs to bend in ways which they were not manufactured to, but is it possible that she blamed me for the incident? Kind of felt like it when she kicked me across the room. 
Either way, I've got to get the three of us out of this mess. I find a mountain of a rock to scale for a better vantage of our surroundings. Nothing but massive trees and unfathomable heights in all directions. <laughs> My training tells me to head north, towards the closest source of water, and follow it against the flow to its origin. Of course, my training was crafted by total nerds, and not the kind that know things about birds and the wilderness and such. So instead, I decide to follow the big muddy footprints that lead off towards the right. Footprints that look about the size of a foot that happened to crush me just earlier today. It's not long into our journey that over the whining and whirring of Zorb, I begin to hear rustling. Before I have a chance to alert my two fellow castabouts, a monstrous creature bursts forth from the foliage around us. A hideous beast with eyes on the far reaches of its head, ears dialed in to deal out death, and a flowing tail of fluff. It springs with the speed of certain doom, seizing the shimmering robotic body of Zorb and tearing off back into the brush. I know with absolute certainty that Zorb is as good as glitter. Terry, the raptor with the missing leg, screeches in fear before bolting in a random direction. I hear the pft, pft, pft of his hops receding further into the wilds and know that Terry, the raptor with the missing leg, is totally toast. As the light of the noonday sun begins to pass its peak, I continue forth following the footprints. What is surely hours later, I hear the chirping cry of Marlo's voice ringing out through the brutal and unrelenting woods. Charlotte! Charlotte, I'm coming! As I stand in the muddy indent of the sweet foot of my child, I begin to hear her approaching, twigs and leaves breaking beneath her might. As the sound intensifies, I see her shadow loom over me before, squelch! I feel the same weight of the morning crash into me, pushing my twisted body into the mud below. Through the muffled mush of my eternal tomb, I hear, Charlotte? Where did you go, Charlotte? Zorb? Terry the raptor with the missing leg? Charlotte! Dad, I know I left them right over here. The end. <laughs> The end. That was Left Behind. Left Behind. <laughs> Very different from the other series, the or the book series, Left Behind. The inferior series. This is the, this is the, the superior Left Behind, to say the wow. least. Written in an hour. I'll take it. Yeah, hey. Speed and quality. <laughs> no, I love this. I thought this was great. I thought this was a very fun take on the idea of like toys being sentient. I have always loved that idea going back to being a kid of, of like, what if, like, what if my, what if my Power Rangers like hung out at night? Right. Like, what if that'd be yeah. so crazy. And then obviously Toy Story happened and right. it's like, you see it. And small soldiers. More specifically small soldiers. More specific. That was more the cool one. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, I think, I think. Massively more popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only cool kids like small soldiers. Yeah. I mean, so it's always like your, your story being written in an hour, like, you still get interesting characters and, like, toys that I can imagine in my head, specifically Terry the Raptor with the missing leg. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> that's such a funny idea of that, his that being his full name. That was, <laughs> I know, like, listeners can't see it, but I capitalized 
the it, entire thing. If, yeah, it was. He was commonly referred to, but this as his full name. Uh, that was kind of that was I don't the, know. the full title. Yeah, of Terry the Raptor with the missing leg. Yeah. What was the name of uh, Charlotte Campbell? I like what what kind of action figure is Charlotte Campbell in your mind? Charlotte Campbell is like the classic sort of adventure with the kind of the round sort of, you know, like that round hat. Are we thinking like a She-Ra type? No, no, she's, to me, at least how I picture her. Like Indiana Jones? Yeah, kind of Indiana Jones vibe. Okay. Like, um, you know, not Tomb Raider, but like that sort of like adventure with that, that kind of the wide brimmed hat. hat, but it's like a fedora, kind of. Yeah, like the. I don't know why this is the example I'm thinking of, but the hunter in Jumanji. Oh yeah, the Robin, the like safari hat. hat. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, with like yeah. the khakis, you know, the full khaki sure. gear. Um, Does she come with a gun? Something with a bunch of pouches, some, some cargo pants. With yeah, a bunch of pouches. I don't know that she has a gun. I think I wanted to. Look, I say I wanted to. I had an hour to write this. True. Hey, you got it done in an hour. But as I started Charlotte Campbell, I wanted her to be kind of like. As I was writing, I kind of pictured her as sort of this. Just, you know, I mentioned that she's the number one most purchased toy, almost just like a hodgepodge of sure. like, like they just put everything they could on Charlotte. Like, are there like different versions most. of Charlotte Campbell? The, yes. Okay. Yeah. There definitely are. Because because she's been she's been selling like hotcakes. Yeah, you got to differentiate. Years. Yeah, um, but I think this is an early version of Charlotte, if not the sure. first version of Charlotte. What what brought you this original idea? Like, what made you want to go this direction? So I actually um, about an hour after we picked our topics, I was in the car. I was like, I thought of an idea, and it was not quite this. Mm-hmm. It was, um, it was going to be about the land of left behind toys. Mm. Um, and it was, it was, uh, it, to me, very vaguely formed was, was kind of like a parent or grandparent telling a child about, you know, a child that forgot their toys somewhere about the land of left behind toys mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of this, this thing as I was, I started writing that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I got about five or 10 minutes <clears throat> kind of just trying to get that out. And I was like. I realized it wasn't an hour. The, the way I was formatting it, I was like, I'm not going to get this done in an hour. Sure. Of a parent telling the child the story that is this, it's this story, but from the viewpoint of another character, I mm-hmm. guess. And it felt too, like, kind of complicated and, like, like, I'd have to kind of consider my words more. Sure. To make it, to format it as a, as a parent telling a child's story. And so I was like, well, I'll just tell it from the first person, first person of a, of one of the toys. Yeah. Which I think is a very cool choice. Like that feels, I like that perspective because it's like everything feels different when you're that small. Right. And And that's kind of what I was hoping for. Yeah. The the unfathomable, (laughs) unfathomable (laughs) trees. Um, And like the huge like footprints and, you know, it's almost like. Uh, like Honey, We Shrunk the Kids, like that level of like when you're that small, it's like everything is terrifying and crazy. And if you're a, a, a toy out yeah. of the bedroom, you know, for the first time, it's like, holy shit, like right. what is happening? Right. You know, I mean, like there's so much that can go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of loved the idea also of um, like uh, the fact of, 
I, I feel like every kid has like lost a toy. Yeah. Or, like, you know, your favorite toy goes missing. Maybe it turns up in like a month or so, or, or maybe it doesn't. Or just, yeah, it's, that's a nightmare. Um, and so the idea of, okay, a squirrel came and grabbed one. <laughs> Who knows what happened to the raptor, but the other one got shoved in the mud on accident. Uh, yeah, Zorb, just... <laughs> Zorb. Oh, I miss Zorb already. Yeah. <laughs> what a good name. <laughs> Zorb. That's, I think that's the one thing I, I think that I felt limited by the hour. Sure. Was not being able to flesh out these characters like, the robot overlord with too many insecurities. Yeah. Was, Didn't get the chance. <laughs> I was I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then it was just like, oh, he gets grabbed by a squirrel. You know? <laughs> like, so so if if had if you had more time with this, you would have just dis- like given them more time to shine. Yeah, I think it just would have been um I would love to hear what Terry the Raptor with the missing leg yeah. sounds like. <laughs> well because I I I think he'd sound like this. <laughs> Like dweeb, <laughs> almost like um, I don't know. I don't know. That voice just came to my head. Hey, yeah. I'm Terry the Raptor with the missing leg. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I mean it works. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> That's Terry now. <laughs> That's Terry. It's now. it's canon. Um, wait, do a Zorb. Zorb. Okay. Hello, my name is Zorb. <laughs> Bow before me, or I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right okay okay that was that was great okay you've redeemed yourself i don't know i don't want to dwell too much on what i would have done sure because the whole assignment right was writing in an hour do what you got yeah um so it feels a little counterintuitive or maybe that's not the word but it it feels like an injustice almost to to kind of discuss what i would have done differently if i had the full time but i think more adventure more on the character more action yeah sure yeah yeah I think... that's what i had that's what i pictured when i was like okay i'm gonna tell a story of of them escaping these woods right and then i was running out of time and i was like nope she's just getting stuck in the mud yeah <laughs> like she's getting lost in the woods yeah i think <laughs> i think the the time limit definitely influences the ending more than probably we would have wanted if yeah. we just had unlimited time right but again like that's the that's the challenge yeah. it's like and I finding of, the ending that you can find. And I kind of loved the, the feeling or the thought process while I was working on it of seeing I have 10 minutes to finish this. <laughs> okay, how can I wrap this up? Because in my mind, as I start, she's making it back to Marlo and Marlo finds her toys and everything's good. Mm. And I'm like, that's just not going to happen. There's no way. The robot's been grabbed. <laughs> the, the raptor ran off. Uh, okay. Ho- hopped off. Terry hopped off. Hopped off. Hopped off. Thank you. Um, and then it, it was like, I don't know. It, it was like kind of a weird sort of just like moment where it's not like I thought of this thing. It just kind of happened where I was like, oh. I mentioned before that she got stepped on. So what if she gets stepped on again and then now is just and that's how it ends. Mud. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. And I was like, oh, I kind of actually like that a lot. So I think having that that time limit and seeing that I have ten minutes, I have five minutes, I have three minutes, um, you know, and and I think when I got down to five minutes, I didn't know what happened to Terry yet, the raptor. Mm. And so I was like, okay, he just hops off. <laughs> he's he's out of here. He's scared and he's out <laughs> because. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to get to to Charlotte right. um, getting getting squished into the mud. Also, I was kind of proud of Charlotte. 
yeah, I think Charlotte's a, a very interesting, like, what do you, it, proud in what way? Of, of uh, the name. <laughs> Charlotte Campbell. The name Charlotte. Because we're in Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> I went through three different, like, multiple iterations. Okay, give us a, some, give us some other ones. Well, I don't remember them now, but I <laughs> they're, they're I out now to your brain. Three different names for Whoa. her. Whoa! And then I was like, "Oh, we're in Charlotte. That's a fun name." Sure. And so I was like, "It was just like a little nod, hmm. kind of thing." I truly so didn't I, even think about it. <laughs> that's I. I was I like, honestly, "It's a good," it, which means it's a good name. I was like, "It's yeah. I." I believe it for what it is. That is great to hear because honestly, I was like, either it'll just coast past, or Colby's going to be like, "I see where you got that." <laughs> I didn't like. <laughs> I forgot that we were. I forgot that we were in Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally right now. I was worried it was going to be glaring. Wait, we're we're around the small stories campfire. Oh right, we're not in Charlotte. No, wait, this, the campfire can be in Charlotte though, can it? It's or more of it a, it's, a, it's more of a realm. It's like an extra dimensional space. Yeah, okay, like a pocket dimension. I got you. Type thing. Awesome. If you're listening and you're like, what is he talking about? Be a guest. You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out. We're chilling in this pocket dimension, y'all. Honestly, pretty cool. Not That's in really Charlotte. There's free margaritas. Hey, th- thanks, uh, Pocket Dimension bartender. Yep. Terry. <laughs> Terry, the raptor, the raptor with the missing leg. <laughs> Terry, the raptor with the missing leg. Makes a mean margarita. A mean, mean margarita. So, yeah, that was my story. Is this? Have you ever done anything like this before? Like this exercise? Yeah. Have I done anything since like, like uh, Since like a high school Eng- English oh, class. since like an assignment? Yeah. Like an actual school assignment? Yeah. No. And I don't think, I think I'd be there. That's what was exciting about it. Mm-hmm. Because I have been in situations, as we discussed in the car, which may or may not make it to the, to the we'll episode see. drop. As we've discussed, I've, I, was, I was very much a procrastinator mm-hmm. in my years. So I have been under a clock before where I knew I had to get a 12-page paper written in the next six hours. Mm-hmm. And... So, like, I'm watching that time. So it brought that back out of you. But that's the closest. I didn't even associate it, though. Interesting. Just in thinking about, have I done this before? That's the closest I've come. And really, it doesn't really compare, because that was a dumb research paper. And this is way cooler than a dumb research paper. It's way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the important thing, is that we both had a good time doing it. And that's surprising. Not that I expected you not to like it, but I was expecting me to be like, fuck this. (laughs) I hate this. Yeah. But... You know, we both got out something that was fun, that right. felt equally us Yeah, in the same way. I will say, like, I was definitely, I don't know if stressed. I don't know if it was quite stress mm. writing, but I was like, okay, I need to keep moving. Like, it was Focused. Like, like that pressure yeah. um, and, and forced focus almost, mm-hmm. like, which was an interesting sort of headspace to be in. <laughs> I definitely feel the same way where it's like, okay, I know it has to be done. I can't write anymore yeah. past this point. It's like... You just you're under the under the gun. You got to do it. Right. It's like the the time is ticking. Um, I I want to talk about uh, the the way that the time limit kind of influences the ending mm-hmm. and why your the one that you kind of wound up with you liked more. Yeah. Uh, we were talking in the car. I don't think this was on air um, about comic anthologies and how a one page comic yep. can be a really unique story. Because of the structure, because they can be so unique in how they end, because you know it's just going to be one page. You're not right. turning that page yeah. to a continuation of the same story. Right. And so... The limitation forces this... I, I, it can force some very creative stuff. Not always. Right. Obviously, there can be a really bad one-page <laughs> yeah. comic, a one-page story. Just, but 
when one is done well, yeah. it's a really refreshing and like satisfying experience. For sure. What was the one that you we were talking about in the car on the drive up here? What was the one that you've been reading that uh, had a bunch of one page? Yeah. It's comics? Love is Love. Love it's, is Love. It's an anthology collection. I don't know if it's inspired by inspired by sounds insensitive, um, but kind of dedicated, dedicated yes. to, um, you know, the victims of the Pulse shooting, nightclub shooting. For a few years ago, yeah. Um, from a few years ago. And it's obviously very heavy stuff, but... You can appreciate the storytelling. Yes. Yeah. Which is, I think, one of the unique things about comics that, like, you know, you can't really get... Right. Somewhere else. You know, yeah. it's like like Chris mentioned on the on the last episode where it's like comics are the perfect combination of words and illustrations. Yeah. Just comp- combined. And if you can do that well in one page, it's like flash fiction. It's like, yeah, you, that's something unique and very right. cool. Uh, and yeah, sometimes the subject matter can be not fun to read, but you can still appreciate kind of the, the mechanics of how it got there in the right. end with that limitation of. You've got one page, yeah. Or you've got one hour. You've got a thousand words. Like, right. It pulls out something interesting out of you sometimes. Yeah. It's it's. I feel like the impact of of reading a single page and feeling satisfied or, you know, uh, kind of emotional or or what have you in a single page is something to be said of, mm-hmm. of or how how well the storytelling is. Yeah. In in that love is love. What would you say? It's your story spotlight. Sure. I do have another one. Okay. So, okay. So we'll say, we'll say love is love can be one of your story spotlights. Yep. Do you have a, another one? Listening. I can, I can go if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you mentioned it is, it is pride month. And so in honor of that, uh, of, of kind of experiencing that with, with Brittany, uh, I'd never seen Rocky horror before yeah. Rocky horror picture show. It's wild. <laughs> we watched it together. She'd seen it before. Uh, and I had a blast. It was incredibly yeah. fun. Uh, I knew, one of the songs from you and Lizzie dancing to it in the video game Just Dance many yeah, times. Many, many times. The Time Warp. The Time Warp. It's a true banger. The time warp again. And when I saw them doing the dance moves, I was like, oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen this before. You jumped up and danced along. Yeah, of course. Them. I knew all, I, I could. I got 100% on all of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's great. And now, now that I've seen the actual movie, we need to go to the, to the live performance that they do in Atlanta at... Uh, at the Plaza Theater, yes, because I've heard that's wild. You've been; it's been like a decade or, or so since I you've have been, been. But I was I was much more of a sheltered individual when I went, so yeah. it was it was a different experience than it would have <laughs> been, or than it would be me going now. Sure, I'll say that. Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, let's get a group uh, together. We should go. That'd be <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way, I think if you haven't seen it, it's a wild experience. It's it's a yeah. trippy seventies, uh, like art musical. With yeah. Tim Curry. With Tim Curry. And Tim Curry's incredible. And meat, Meatloaf. Meatloaf, right. yes. Yes, Meatloaf does pop up. Meatloaf, and I, we need to highlight Meatloaf. We're, we're, this is a Meatloaf podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's not. This I is a Phil, like this Meatloaf is, is not This is a, a Phil Collins person. podcast. Uh, I don't know. It's, we're, we'll highlight Tim Curry. Yeah, let's highlight we're, Tim This is a Tim Curry <laughs> pro podcast. Um, yeah, watch Rocky Susan Horror. Susan Sarandon. Is she is. Well, I had right? no idea yeah. Susan Sarandon was one of the main yeah. characters. And that was a very fun surprise. Yeah. I had zero <laughs> idea. She's so young. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, watch Rocky Horror. Go listen to the soundtrack. Go to the live Let show. Check it out. Come with, come with me to the live show. Yeah. Let me know. What's, uh, what's your, do you have another one? I do. 
And uh, obviously, we're at a comic convention this weekend, so when we do part two of this episode... <laughs> yeah, let's save comics for that. We will, we will truly get our, our real recommendations uh, during this... Uh, we'll say it's the second episode of this series. Yeah, why not? We're going to confirm this is a two-episode series right now. Two-parter. Two-parter. Oh, man, we got a part one and a part two. I feel extremely... It still only counts as one overall, so it's two total, okay, for you? <laughs> two total. Okay, you don't get a third yet. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I appreciate verifying of the number. Yes. Because that is important. It is. Okay, so uh, this story spotlight, I guess, is also in honor of Pride. Sure. As well. Um, it's a book called The House in the Cerulean Sea. Ooh, I like that title. Cerulean? Cerulean? Like the... Cerulean Town in Pokemon, right, or something? Is that? I don't know. I don't know. I like that. I like that title a lot. House in the Cerulean Sea. Yeah. um, By T.J. Clune. How do you spell it? I want to say it's Clune. It's K-L-U-N-E. Okay. I am notoriously terrible at pronunciation. This is true. I can back that up. Even of simple words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Seemingly easy words. Seemingly easy words. (laughs) Uh, What's it about? It's about a government employee that that works on regulating magical beings magical youth specifically Mm. the kind of blurb uh of the top of the book is it's it's like being wrapped in a big gay blanket oh um okay which just like that doesn't describe the book at all no but that it's a good it's a good tone yeah right it it sets the tone of the book what genre would you say it falls under it's almost like um I don't think it's quite as adult as like Umbrella Academy. Sure. Um, but that level of like zaniness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely fantasy kind of. Kids with powers. Stuff. Yeah, kids I love with that. Powers. I'm in, I'm in already. It's kids, it's X Men. Kids with dangerous powers. Even better. That's a great exit. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't thought of that, but yeah. We're literally going to a comic book convention X- tomorrow. <laughs> Damn it, Seth. <laughs> I forgive you, but. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm curious. That sounds uh fascinating. So, house on Cerulean Hill. This, <laughs> the house on the Cerule- house in the Cerulean Sea. Oh, it's close enough. Yeah, house in and the Cerulean Sea. I think I want to say it's a trilogy, probably. Oh, interesting. It's, it's book one of. I know the second one's already out. Cool. I think it came out recently, but yeah, nice. Right. That sounds yeah. good. Uh, yeah, check those the, check those things out. You got Love Is Love for a great anthology that is probably going to be pretty sad, but also full of great one page stories, one and two page stories. Yep. Uh, House in the Cerulean Sea, great sounding book. Uh, and then mine, of course, is not any, anything new. It's Rocky Horror Picture Show. Go watch it. So either way, you got some good got some good stuff to check out. But uh, yeah, I think I think we've determined that if we were to make this one big long episode. It would be too long. It would be way too long. Way too long. So it's going to be easier for me, especially in the editing, in the post process, uh, to just make this, okay, we're going to be one episode uh, of the the creativity side of this road trip, and then the second episode, part two, uh, as kind of the recap of our experience, and and we'll get into some some real, like, comics stuff uh, that we... What we love about the convention, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. like why it's important to us. And it is... Incredibly important to us, and so I'm I'm super super excited. Again, we're, this is Thursday night. It starts tomorrow morning. Yep. Uh, we've got a, kind of a game plan uh, from our, our many years of coming here together, uh, and so we're ready. <laughs> we're ready. Uh, so we won't we won't spoil anything just yet of of kind of what we're expecting. But 
uh, we'll, we'll chat again for you, listener, maybe next week. For us, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so the beauty of editing, it'll feel the same for both of us. You got so you got any final words before we uh, let them go for part two? You know, I do actually. I've got four of them. I can't think of anything too inappropriate in this immediate moment. So give go ahead and give us those four words. It's gonna be stay toasty out there. Stay toasty yeah. out there. Stay toasty out there. This is uh, the the tagline for this entire podcast. Yeah. Does originate from Mr. Seth McKay. Wow, it's it's truly so it feels fitting. So let me let me do a couple. Let me do a couple, and you can pick your favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give me some different ones. Okay, ready? Hey, stay toasty out there. Not bad. One of those will do. Yeah. For the listener, you probably only heard one of those. You probably only heard one. Seth just gave us about three dozen <laughs> different <laughs> stay toasty out there. Yeah. Uh, some of them, I can't. I can't bear to repeat. Stay toasty out there. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm Terry the Raptor. Stay toasty out there, guys. Stay toasty out there, everybody. It's like I'm surrounded by the toys. It's like I'm Sid from ah. Toy Story One <laughs> with that fucking scary baby. Okay, we're off the rails. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Stay toasty out there. S'more Stories is brought to you by the Indiesaurus Podcast Network, which is home to not just one great podcast, but tons of them. Maybe you're in the mood for a, let's say, a Hamtaro watch-along podcast. How about a show that's doing a detailed deep dive into the famed Left Behind book series? Well, you're in luck with Ham Radio and I Survived the Rapture, just two of the many great shows on the Indiesaurus Podcast Network. And oh yeah, The Cellar Dwellers is on there too. Follow us on Instagram at Pod or Colby McHugh. I'll reach out on there for topics periodically, so be sure to submit your best and weirdest. And if you want to follow along with the episodes, feel free to send any stories you've written to smorestoriespod at gmail.com. Whether you want notes or just someone to put eyes on a story, send it my way. Music and lyrics by Evan McHugh, whose great songs can be found anywhere and everywhere. Go buy them. Logo design by Brittany Wyland, whose work can be found at mess.and.magic on Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone, and stay toasty.